Welcome to Behind the SAS. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton, and in today's episode, I'm asking the question, if not partner operations, then what? I was challenged by my friend Patricia over at Rush to Channel to think about the language that I'm using, not because I'm using bad or foul language, you won't hear that on this podcast, but because I keep saying partner operations like everybody understands what it means. And for me, it's a very, very broad umbrella. And her challenge was that maybe it's not that broad for everyone else. And you're limiting your potential to help people by keep calling it operations because you're limiting the audience. You're limiting the people that might tune in. And so I've been thinking now for a, a whole, like a solid 24 hours, if not partner operations, then what? What do I call this? What do I call what I do? How do I brand my newsletter? How do I make my podcast make sense? And I got to thinking about some things. So one is what got me into operations in the first place? So I've been doing operational work in some form for my entire career. Even when I wasn't in SaaS for the two and a half years, I was in claims. I was constantly looking at the software, trying to figure out better ways to manage my day, um, shortcuts to get in and out of the seven different platforms. And then I tried really hard to go work with the operations team there to help them make improvements and they had no appetite for it. My focus on operations is actually not on operations. It's not because I care a whole lot about the operational stuff. Like, you know, good automation can really be sexy. Don't get me wrong. But it's also like, okay, great. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not actually concerned about how you solve certain problems. My favorite period, one of my favorite things to do was actually when I was a product owner for a couple of years on top of doing sales and support and onboarding and all that was because as a product owner and a Scrum and Agile mindset, I got to focus on the user experience. I got to talk to the end users, find out what they want, bring that back to the product team and say, guys, this is what this needs to do. I could inform UX, I could inform direction and prioritize stories, but I got to let them focus on the how. And the how is where operations is, right? The how is great. How do we get this and how do we do that? And I can do that work and I get pulled into that work. You know, an example of that is when you start talking about partner architecture and dual account models versus a single account model, PRM integrations. Like there's a lot of really rich, deep, meaty conversation to have there. But all of that for me, and it has been forever, is driven by user experience. It's about creating a better day for the people that are going to use the end result of the process. Now, for me, it started internally looking into internal things and realizing that people have to use all these different systems and tools and there's no consistent design process. Like, so when people turn on Salesforce, they just go with basic stuff. They don't, they're not using the path. They're not using list views very well. They're not managing reporting very well. They're not giving dashboards that have value. So users are tripping through and everybody's frustrated. And, and so it, it's always been that for me, I'm focused on trying to find these opportunities to make people's days better. And then I got into partnerships and I just took that same focus, that product background, that deep experience in customer support and service and that interest in saying, great, how do we make this better for the partners? And that's the lens that I apply at everything to, to operations. So for me, operations is broad because partner marketing has operational components. Enablement has operational components, partner product engagement, right? Integration management, uh, legal contracting agreements, deal desk, all of this could roll up into operations to me because I view operations through the lens of the partner experience. And so, 
for me, it's a little different. And I maybe have been taking that for granted. So I'm, I'm, I'm here to apologize for one. If I've been saying partner operations and then you think I mean something else and then you're confused about what I'm talking about, it's because when I say partner operations, I should probably be saying partner experience because the experience is built on the rhythms of how work gets done. And that's operations. And that extends through it the whole gamut of everything partnerships. That's the horizontal organizational structure for partnerships. You got the vertical sales organization that owns program and relationships, um, right? Helping bring deals in, bring in partnerships and do all that. But then you have the horizontal piece that is connecting all of these different dots. And I think one of the problems in partner development is that the channel chiefs or the partner leaders that are being hired don't have the right operational background. They're not thinking in terms of partner experience as a part of what they're building. So they get going and they start to build programs. They start to bring partners in. They go over to partner marketing and look marketing and look for for help. So someone gets a little bit of space carved out for partner marketing, and they're trying to apply marketing principles and do the bare minimum of MDF management and events and sponsorships or whatever. And then they go to product. And so the partner leader is pulling all these people in to try to get them, but having a hard time selling them on the larger vision or other piece because they're also pulled a million different directions. And if you have a partner experience manager there to help shape those operational rhythms across every group and give somebody as a point of contact to go to and clear hurdles and shift the bands, then there's an opportunity there for you to do something unique and different in the space. And if you're looking at people and you're bringing people into your partnership to, to lead your program from the ground up and they don't have an operational background, you should be really critical about whether or not that person is actually qualified. If they don't have an operational roadmap for what they need and when they need it, if they don't have a plan for architecture and they don't have a plan for hiring somebody in the first three months, you're going to have a problem. And the next operational hire that you make in month 18 or 24, whenever it is, is going to come in and go, okay, you want me to put in a PRM, but we do not have partner accounts structured in the CRM. So before we can do the PRM, maybe you've already bought, we need to actually go back and restructure your accounts. And by the way, partner team, you have to start using Salesforce. If you're running partnerships like a separate company inside of the larger company, you're creating problems for your company. You're creating a bad partner experience, both for your partners and for your internal team. And it's just really not fair. So in summary, this is a short one, I guess, today. I've gone through this a few times because I'm trying to find the right words to properly express how I feel that I call it partner operations because that's what people have called it back to me. That's where the roles I've had and the jobs I've had. But that's not what I do. That's not what I really care about. If you wanna have a dual account model or a single account model, whatever, I have opinions on that. But as long as you have a partner experience, for example, that allows everyone inside the company to see and recognize when a partner's involved in a deal or an implementation or a product, and outside the company, all the partners have a unified, seamless experience for how they engage with your company through community and deal registration and better together stories and joint marketing campaigns. That whole experience for the people inside the company and outside the company, that needs to be world class. That needs to be seamless. That needs to come from these ideas and product, which is prioritizing user experience. So maybe, perhaps, you've got technical needs and data needs and business needs. And when you go to deliver those things, you got to prioritize the user experience so that those things get met in a seamless way with less pushback and higher adoption. So that's, that's kind of where I'm landing. It's, if it's not partner operations, it's partner experience. That's 
what I care about. That's what you're going to hear me talk about. I'm going to try to shift my language going forward to be less oriented around the idea of partner operations, which can pigeonhole our conversation, to broaden it out to this larger conversation of experience. Because all of the people that work in operations, partner marketing, partner enablement, partner legal teams, partner product teams, uh, managing onboarding teams, all of those people have operational rhythms that all tie into experience. And that's where I want to live. That's where I want to work. That's the stuff I want to touch base on. How do we make it better for our business to work with partners and improve the messaging and the inbound awareness of what partners are and the value that they bring to each and every function of the business and in turn become a world-class partner organization that people are like scrambling to work with because that company treats us like royalty and they make it a priority to make it as easy as possible to be a part of their program. That's what drives me. That's what pushes me. Sorry for the dog barking in the background. Try this a couple of times and she just keeps doing it. Let me know what you think. Shoot me a DM on LinkedIn. Get to me on the website. If it's not partner operations, it's partner experience.